we are on the cusp of what could be really the biggest moment yet, or a series yeah. of the biggest moments yet in the civil fraud trial against Donald Trump, where he has already been found liable for fraud. His children due to testify beginning tomorrow. So first, take a look at your screen. Donald Trump Jr. takes a stand tomorrow. Eric Trump expected to follow on Thursday. Donald Trump's daughter Ivanka is scheduled to testify next week. That's after the judge denied her attempt to kind of fight being called to the stand. There seems that seems to be maybe not over quite yet. All right, CNN's Bryn Gingras, who is usually outside the courthouse, is actually here with us on set today to describe the the importance of what we're about to see here. Yeah, I mean, so this is the end of the testimony for the New York Attorney General's case. So once we get through all of this, okay. we'll start seeing the defense. So these are big moments, not just for the people who they are, but of course for the case in general. And essentially when we talk or when they, you know, question the, the children, the state is trying to connect the dots from all the testimony that we have seen in the last four weeks. Of course, Donald Trump Jr., Eric Trump, they are defendants in this case and their names have been mentioned quite a bit by witnesses, whether it be through emails, phone calls or out of the mouths of some of the witnesses that have already taken the stand. So the hope from the New York Attorney General's office is sort of connect the dots, figure out what part did they play in the possible or as you said, the judge has already found liable uh, inflating the assets to get better loans and you know from banks and insurance policies. So what part did they play? Will they answer those questions? I mean, of course, that's very unclear at the moment, but we do know that the former president, he expected to take the stand at the beginning of next week. He's not going to be in the courtroom this end of this week, at least as of now, that's what we're hearing for his kids, for his kids, which is a little surprising, but he has campaign events. And so they'll be taking the stand uh, to, to finish out this week and then we'll see more next week. What is the deal with Ivanka? She was she removed as a co-defendant, yeah. tried to fight being called to testify. That was no, you have to testify, but yeah, essentially the state is saying here, listen, she is not a defendant in the case anymore, but she still might have information that might help their case and she still collects money and you know her rent is paid for by Trump org she might still have some sort of part to play in this that we might be able to get information from so they wanted to her to take the stand the judge agreed with her so uh, she can still appeal and that's why she's sort of up in the air for next okay. week and she would be the last person to testify uh, if uh, she loses that appeal but we, we have not seen appeal yet just yet but if that happens all right. it's good to see you all right thanks, thank guys. you so much and joining us now for more on this is Caroline Polisi a federal and white-collar criminal defense attorney and a lecturer in law at Columbia Law School. It's good to see you, Caroline. Why would the prosecutors want to call the kids? What do you see in this? Oh, well, well first of all, they're, they're defendants, Kate. Um, second of all, you know, as opposed to that first count that we saw being ruled on by Judge Angeron in summary judgment, the pervasive fraud that took place here, these remaining six counts actually do require the, the state to prove knowledge and intent on the part of the defendants, including Donald Trump. So when, when these, you know, Eric and Don Jr. get on the stand, prosecutors are really going to hit them hard in terms of what they knew, when they knew it, their patterns and practices in running the company. You know, obviously the issue here is, is their knowledge of overvaluing and, and undervaluing assets. Um, for the purposes of obtaining loans and insurance and things like that. So I, I suspect we will see a lot of documents come in to be authenticated, really getting to the paper evidence in this in this case. So when you're talking about Eric Trump and Donald Trump Jr., who are listed as co-defendants <clears throat> here, they could take the stand and they could also you know, plead the fifth. They could also choose not to answer questions. But obviously in a civil trial, that can be used as a negative inference. So what, what would you advise them in this case as a defense lawyer, Carolyn? 
Great job, John, on, on your <laughs> Law 101. That's exactly right. Typically, you know, we, we think um, taking the fifth cannot be used against you. However, in a civil context, it absolutely can. You can get what's known as a negative inference, which is really, really bad, um, meaning the judge can, in this case, the judge, since there's no jury, but the judge can assume that what you said in answer to those questions would have been really bad. I, I wouldn't recommend that they take the fifth. I think, you know, the ship has sort of sailed in terms of potential criminal liability in these charges we've we've seen sort of you know uh, um, a long drama play out in in the united states uh excuse me in the new york state's attorney's office with respect to criminal charges around this i don't think they're in any danger of that so i think it would behoove them to answer the questions truthfully and and honestly um but you know you, you never know we'll see what they do and also, again, not a jury trial. This is a bench trial. So you have the judge that is, it's going to be up to the judge to be assessing the credibility of these kind of final witnesses coming to the stand. And he's been pretty outspoken um, to this point about questioning the credibility, questioning the credibility of Donald Trump, at least in one regard. What impact, so it's up to him on this, what impact does this or could this have on the judge's eventual decision when you have you have co-defendants, the children of Donald Trump coming to take the stand and speak out on this. Yeah, that's right, Kate. Remember, there there is no jury here. That in and of itself has been, a, there's been a whole sort of laundry list of issues there. The Trump uh, team could have requested to litigate the issue. They chose not to, so they're stuck with Judge Angeron. You're right. Last week, he came out, you know, he made no bones about saying that he did not believe that Donald Trump was a credible witness. He put him on the stand. Remember, he violated the, the, the court's gag order with respect to saying um, negative things about his court clerk. And Judge Engeron said, look, I don't believe you. I, I essentially think you're lying on the stand. So, you know, that's sort of a strike against him already. Um, Engeron, you're right, will be the one assessing the credibility of Don Jr., of, of Eric Trump. So I think it doesn't bode well that he's already basically made a decision that, you know, he doesn't believe that, that that uh, Donald Trump is credible. And, you know, the final decision is, is in his hands. Carolyn Polisi, great to see you. Uh, this will be a very interesting stretch For at sure. this trial. Let's bring our legal analyst, uh, former Ambassador Norm Eisen, to join us now. Norm, what does the Attorney General's team want to get out of Donald Trump's children? Uh, John, uh, he wants to get out of Donald Trump's children additional admissions that uh, they engaged in uh, the falsification of business records, issuing false financial statements, and insurance fraud. Now, they're not going to say, yes, I did it. But what he's going to do, uh, what the lawyers uh, for the AG are going to do is confront them with the inexplicable discrepancies in the uh, valuation of specific properties ranging from Trump's apartment to the Seven Springs estate to 40 Wall Street to show that there was, in a nutshell, fraud. Norm, can they avoid doing damage to their dad? Well, they're they're in a very tough spot because the discrepancies between these numbers, uh, sometimes uh, variations on these properties of hundreds of millions of dollars in the internal uh, records uh, of the Trump organization, put them in, just, just in, in a corner. On the one hand, if they tell the truth, 
it appears they'll be admitting to the wrongdoing. On the other <clears throat> hand, if they're not candid, they're exposed to uh, potential uh, perjury. If they take the fifth, then that will count against them in the case. And all of this is happening in front of a judge who already had a partial summary judgment finding on the persistent fraudulent behavior. That's the first count of the complaint. So uh, it, it's an impossibly difficult situation for the kids uh, and uh, ultimately for Trump himself. Again, you can see right there on the calendar, it spells out in visual detail. We are going to hear from Donald Trump's children as soon as tomorrow from Trump himself uh, the beginning of next week. Now, in a jury trial, you can understand the emotions that might be at play here as a jury would see the children of the defendant testifying. There's no jury here. This is a judge. So how does that change the situation? Well, there's been controversy about whether a jury might have even been available or not. Trump's lawyers didn't ask for one. That's the latest in a series of moves that have been questioned by uh, his lawyers over the years. They say no jury was available, so they didn't mess up. Uh, uh, you know, the, the real audience here is not just uh, Judge Angoran, who clearly uh, has profound doubts about the candor of the Trump family. He's made that clear already. Whatever happens is going to be reviewed on appeal. And in particular, John, the penalties, which are in effect already uh, up on appeal and in a, for the summary judgment and in effect a corporate death penalty. So what's going to happen is building the record for appellate review. I think the bottom line is when you look at these papers, uh, it certainly appears, as the judge found on partial summary judgment, two sets of books. Uh, you just can't do that. So it's going to be a very tough case up on appeal. They're going to try to make it a little less bad. A little less bad. Not a goal and not a way to live life. It's good to see you, Norm. Thank you so much.